Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to Hathor Fantasy Podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Peter, and joined this week as per usual by Tom and Gunnar. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, very good, thank you. Excellent. And Gunnar, how's yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. Good, good, good. Right, we'll start as we always do. We'll go right into the half hour, half hour, that's a podcast name, right into the fantasy Scotland game. See the average points is 31 this week, and we all finished quite comfortably above that. Peter had 46, moves up to 49th in the league. Tom, you had 48, moves up to 20th. And Gunnar, you had 53. It keeps you on six, but looking at the score, you had a better game week than them, obviously, you've caught some ground. So we'll go through the points first. This should be short and sweet, as there's not... I don't know if anybody's got a full squad here. Where we got our points from, and we'll move on after that. So, Captain Tavernier for me, 26 points. Barisic, 11. McGregor, 7. And I think that's all she's wrote. Nothing to Conway, he wasn't playing. Kelty, nothing, wasn't playing. Forrest, 1. Shanklin, blanked. 2. Jetty didn't come on for enough time. So that was me, that was my 46 points. Thanks to a Rangers defence, basically. Tom, talk us through your points. I'm going to guess it's pretty similar. Yeah, pretty similar for me. Captain Tav, 26. Uh, Vice, Barisic. Um, McCrory and Serrano, zero points for Livy. Uh, Alan Forrest managed to get me one. Kabamba, two points. And Shank the Blank, two. Gunnar, you? Yeah, same uh, as you guys. Tavernier captain Goldson was my vice captain with 11 points. Then I brought in Gallagher for uh, Motherwell, seven points. One point for Spurler. Three points of Kent. Nothing from Kilty. Uh, a goal from Tony Watts, so that's five points. And then Shanklin and Kabamba, two points each. Shanklin. Yes. And that was a battle, because you had quite a few Livingston players, Tom, and Gunnar went to the Motherwell side it, and Gunnar... Came out on top for that one, I suppose. Oh, I get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we will... Sorry, two minutes. Go through the leak. Got to do that. That would help. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Half our fans podcast leak. I don't think much changed, actually, at this point. Uh, top three. Number one is still Wolf Tone. Tony McClenney, 32 points. Second is Conquering Lines. Robbie Dempsey, 52 points. Third is, it's a new entry actually in the top three, GX Silly Geese, 47.758. So that's pretty much there. If you go down to 28th in the league, I think for the highest score, which was blame the spreadsheet, Chris Swift, 66 points. Let's walk through how he got these points. That's quite good when McGregor and goals, Tavernier, Barisic, so the same back three as me, a Clark up front for 10. And the only one really different would be O'Hara and Camel Midfield for free and free. Six, six points. So I could return because I've done the limitations on this game week. Yep, decent. So we've got a new thing this week. I'm going to start doing it weekly. I think it's just have at least a slight talking point on the podcast to cover it as well. Football. We'll try to keep it Scottish related, but we're not guaranteed it's going to be Scottish related. Just maybe talk five, ten minutes every podcast about something that pops up. It could be news related, it could be COVID related, transfer related, but just something different from running through the results, the, the points every week. Okay, guys, you don't know this because we've discussed this offline. So we'll start with the topic this week is the semi-final games in the Scottish Cup from last year. And are there any players come out from it who could be beneficial or added to the fantasy, your fantasy team this week? And I'll start with you, Gunnar. So any of the, the two games, so anything you want to talk about? Um, I mean, who sticks out for me probably the most is Ryan Christie. Um, 
He's on penalties. He scored a cracker against Aberdeen the, at the weekend. Um, I mean, he is quite pricey, but I have Ryan Kent since game week eight, I think it was. His last return definitely was against Hips in game week eight, and uh, he's done nothing ever since. So if I do want to spend that kind of money on a midfielder, then I would probably rather go for our, uh, Ryan Christie and then triple up on the Rangers' defense. Mm. Nisbet missed a penalty in the other game. Uh, I'm still going to bring him in again. So I swapped him out this week for, to get Tony Watt, uh, but I'm probably probably bring him in again. Maybe not next week, but the game week after. Depends how... I need to plan ahead a little bit uh, because you mentioned we have the double game week and game week 15 for a couple of sides. So, but yeah, my main takeaway probably is is uh, Ryan Christie from those two games. He's your radar. Okay. Tom, what about yourself? Um, so, with regards to the Celtic game, uh, I thought Elianissi had another good game. He scored a couple of goals midweek against Lille, and then he scored against Aberdeen as well to make it uh, three goals in two games. Uh, another Celtic player is Tom Rogic. Again, that was another start for him. He got two assists in that game, um, and he also got uh, two assists versus um, against Aberdeen in, in the league last week as well. He's only six million. Um, previously, we've talked about maybe Callum McGregor being a decent Celtic midfield option, but now that Tom Rogic is, is beginning to start again, he's round about the same price at six million, so he could be a good option too. Okay, and any other teams? Or is that just all you got from that? Aberdeen or Hibs? Hey, can I maybe ask on Rogic how how is it he didn't start at the like he didn't start the games at the start of the season? Do you guys know? I think it's just tactically, Tom, would you agree? I don't think he's the kind of player that Lennon's ever really had how to get the best out of him, really. Mm-hmm. And, well, just going to my talk, I've wrote this down, actually, I wrote Roger as well, is because if he's going to this 4-2-3-1 going forward, and it's going to be, obviously, Brown and McGregor as a holding, or some sort of variation of that, then the three up, the three behind the striker, the one who is probably the most chance at opening a defence up would be Tom Rogic as he's proved his last two games. I don't think he's going to play in all the European games. I don't think it's really set out for him. But would I bring him in right now? Probably not. If he's if he's playing week in, week out domestically, then I think I would Evan was going through him, especially in that semi-final game. Mm-hmm. Evan was coming through Tom Rogic. Evan was linked was linked from the left, the side, the front, using him as a as a go-between or the even what the pass before the the through pass, I think he's a great player when he's on his gate, on his own form. The only thing with Tom Rogic is he very rarely lasts 90 minutes and can he keep this form up? Because I don't think he's really kicked the ball for Celtic for the last two years, if I'm brutally honest. Since Lennon came back in, the tactics changed. And again, that would have to be, Lennon would have to keep this 4-2-3-1. Now, I noticed at the end of the game, he changed it back to a 5-3-2 kind of with substitutions. And is that, I'm thinking, maybe going back to that because once everybody's fit, He's going to try it again because obviously the transfer window was towards the five-three-two, the three-five-two. That's the way it was. That's the the plan when they bought these players in. Uh, I mean, I would told off them, but I think he's on the watch list. What's your thoughts on that, uh, Tom? Girls asked that question. Yeah, I would agree with yourself. The problem with him is he's a sixty-minute man. He doesn't he doesn't last last the full game. Fitness has always been an issue. Um, he's been injury prone over the years, and also. The fact that he plays for Australia um, doesn't help matters. It doesn't help matters because all that travel, um, especially when they're playing in the, the Asian Cups and things like that as well. So he can sometimes disappear during sort of mid-season for, for international games. That's a problem for him as well. I think there's a long run joke in it that he's, just, he's not come back to the World Cup. That was a <laughs> total one that he's came, <laughs> he, he, he's on good form for a World Cup and he's never come back for it. He's never hit the ground since then. Uh, other Celtic players I like to look of was Laxalt, or Laxalt, I pronounce it, see if, mm-hmm. if he did stick to the four-two-three-one. I really like looking at Laxalt and Elonisi on the left-hand side together, I think that's, that, we think we discussed it last week, Duffy to Laxalt, plus you save yourself some money, I think I'll make that move, and if Elonisi, who I've been bumped with already this season, I think on your other podcast, the exact same thing, I kept Elonisi mm-hmm. in, if, uh, if we stick with the four-two-three-one and Elnus is nailed on, I think he's a no-brainer to bring into that midfield. Uh, Hibs, I didn't really see much because obviously they get beat, and the only I've got two players, Hibs, Doig and Nisbet, 
this, but I think as Tom says all the time, he's like essential in this game. They didn't really show much else to me that would go, this guy stands out to bring it to my team. And with Aberdeen, I really like Sam Cosgrove. I think I'll be bringing him. I think I'm going to go away from any Celtic strikers and bring in Sam Cosgrove in this bit and one other. And I, I, once he gets up to speed, and you watch, if you've seen the game, you see how much a handful is. He's, mm-hmm. a big, he's a big boy. And if they throw balls in the box, he's, he's dangerous on the end of it. If he's trying to only sell for a move in January in the summer, I think he's going to be right up for it as well. And I'm, I think I'm going to Sam Crossgrove pretty soon. And his price has dropped quite a lot because obviously he was injured and it's just dropped 0.1, 0.1 every week. I don't know your thoughts on your thoughts on that, Crossgrove, Gunnar? Um, I haven't seen too much of him, so I don't know if I can can actually see into that. But I wanted to ask if any of you are tempted maybe by, by Edward bringing him back maybe. Tom, you can answer first, you want? Given his price and his returns over the past wee while, I, I, I wouldn't be rushing to get him back in. I think there's just as good options, if not better, at a cheaper price. And then you've got the rest of your budget to, to spend elsewhere and strengthen the team, perhaps in the midfield or the defence. Right. I think it's too much of a rotational risk right now. I think if we're playing, Celtic's playing Thursday night this week, obviously the national break, then it's another three weeks in the trot again in Thursday night football. If he's got a Yeti as well, I don't know who's going to play for Europe, who's going to play in the league. I think it will depend on the position. He's still coming back to fitness from COVID, obviously. For that kind of money, he has to be nailed on. And I would maybe wait, wait to see maybe if he goes to two up front. But then if that's the case, a Yeti's a cheaper option for the two of them. Yeah. If they're going to play two up front, I'm just going to have to wait and see with that one. I'm, not right now. I'm sure somebody will crack it and have gone the right time and he'll, he'll haul and score two or three goals and they'll jump on him. But for me, no, I'm going to avoid right now. Right, that is it. Unless you see other players, it was only two games, I suppose, and one of the, game, one of the teams wasn't in the, isn't in the game, Hearts, so that was that covered. So another thing we do this week, we have a stat every week, a stat of the week from you guys, these are the, the statos of the podcast. So Gunnar, what is your stat of the week for the listeners? So, so my stat of the week is that uh, Tony Watt and Callum Lang have each scored four goals this season. They've scored them in the same matches, and on each occasion, Motherwell have won, albeit one of those games was uh, on penalties in Europe. Plus, Motherwell have never lost a game in normal time in which Tony Watt has scored. All right, interesting. And Tom, your rebuttal? <laughs> um, so, my one's also Motherwell-related. Uh, Motherwell, in the last five league games, have kept four clean sheets, so... We've talked about Aberdeen and Hibs, obviously being the sort of second best team to the to the Rangers defence, but I think Motherwell have kind of slipped in under the radar there just because obviously they had that big uh, length of time off due to, to COVID and an international break. Um, so I think we've maybe missed a trick a little bit with Motherwell for the defensive assets. Interesting. I suppose the way, I mean, I think back, also going on before we started watching Scottish football, I think it was two years ago, Motherwell had a pretty solid defence, didn't they? They were pretty, the, the year they finished third, or was that two years back, two seasons back, under Robinson, that they were pretty solid at the back. That's when they were like, kicking everybody off the park as well, but they were pretty solid, big, big team, and they were pretty solid at the back. Right, you ready to go on the results then, guys, into the, the, the three-game week? Sure. Right. First game up, Dungeon United 2, Ross County 1. So, Clark, two goals for Dundee United, and Shaw got a goal with lack an assist for Ross County. So, Gunnar, what's your thoughts on this game? I think first we have to speak about that penalty. Um, giving away that penalty. The, the, the defender had that ball under his arm for a good, I don't know, couple of seconds, and he didn't even, like, he was still looking for the ball while he still had it there under his arm. So, that was, I've not seen anything like that before. Um <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was, long enough. I was thinking maybe of bringing Nicky Clark in to replace Shanklin and uh, save a bit of money. But I mean, yes, he's on penalty, but on another day, that second goal that came off his back, I think, uh, yeah. on another day, that, that doesn't go in. And then uh, you're looking at like five points there for Clark. Um, I've had Billy McKay at the start of the season, and I think he's still not scored. Uh, he was taken off for. Uh, Shaw, I think it was, who was a couple of minutes later, he was put through, clean on goal, like balling behind the defence and what a finish. Uh, good for me because a lot of people brought Segrist or like United defenders in. Yes, um, all your advice. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Total sabotage. 
Um, so yeah, not not having those United clean sheet points was was good in my case. But yeah, like you said, I, I advocated before uh, for it, but uh, went for a Motherwell defender in the end. But um, yeah, that's my takeaway from that game. No comments on uh, Shankland for you, move on. Oh, man. Shank the blank, you say? Um, see, I don't know if I'm going to stick with him. Um, I'm looking at my team, and and maybe that slot because I brought Tony Watt in for for Kevin Nisbet. That that Shanklin spot is now up for grabs, probably for Nisbet. There is a question later. If you want to just wait to get to the question, you can Aye, discuss okay. it more in detail. Why your performance, sir? Tom, what's your thoughts on the game? Um, I mean, you can't you can't blame Gunnar too much. I mean, um, Ross County have only scored two goals from open play this season, so to expect Dundee United to keep a clean sheet, um, you know, it's not far off. I, I, I'm not, I'm not overly convinced with Clark. I mean, to give away that penalty is unforgivable, and then the the, the deflection to to score the goal. I mean, a couple of soft <laughs> goals there, really. Um, I, I feel sorry for Reynolds owners really because you know they they should be they should be getting a goal from that. Pollitt had a decent game. Um, he had a decent chance. Shankland um, put him through on goal. Um, just missed. So. Dundee United are actually lowest for XG per game, excluding penalties. So there's something wrong there. They're, they're just not scoring. Okay. I remember when we discussed the transfers a few weeks back and they brought in McNulty. We all thought the clap was going to be dropped from McNulty, but it seems to be... I mean, he's not played every game, but he's, he's retained his place of some sort. And I mean, I don't know who to go for there. And Shank will discuss later, but... As you said, lowest XG expected apart from goal, apart from penalties. I, I think there's when they start the season, they don't look like we're going to play some decent football. I think Mickey Mel's going to need to try to get as many clean sheets as he can, and maybe Nick Nick one 0 here or, there, or try to Nick two ones or whatever to get yourself safe. It's stay so to keep the safe. I don't think it's making for a very attractive attacking football from to be honest. Next up, Livingston nil, Motherwell two. Obviously, a goal from Lang and Watt is going to say they'll run. An assist from Cole and a clean sheet from Motherwell. So, Tom, thoughts on this game? Yeah, so that's Lang, two goals in two games now. Uh, it was Devante Cole that got the assist. Um, he's back at Motherwell. He was on loan at Motherwell last season, um, where he made 19 appearances, scored four goals and got one assist. So that's two returns in two game weeks for him. Uh, he's only 4.2 million. Obviously, up front, you've got Tony Watt at 4.9. He's went up this week in price. Uh, he's had a couple of goals. If you're looking for a budget option, Devante Cole might be better, but, I mean, it's not that much to stretch to get Tony Watt. Motherwell's um, upcoming fixtures are a bit mixed. They've got uh, Selick and Rangers and Aberdeen, but they've also got a couple of good fixtures as well. Um, Livingston, a lot of managers own Forest. It's like a cheap midfield option. But that's the second game in a row he's been benched now. Uh, so I'm a bit concerned about him. Livingston, however, do have Ross County coming up, uh, who have been notoriously poor. So if Livingston can't produce something then, then there's, there's, there's something really wrong, I think. Um, other than that, I think that was it, really. Okay, Gunnar, yourself? Yeah, uh, that that forest shout is a bit worrying because I was thinking of when I when I downgrade Kent, uh, I need to bring another midfielder in, and I was looking at Forest also to just save a bit of money and maybe bring in a, a better striker, Cosgrove you mentioned there. Um, so I don't, like Tom says, he's he's not started two games in a row now, so probably go for someone else in that spot. Uh, also, that goal Tony Watt scored it was an O'Hara free kick. And it looked like Tony Watt had told him before, you just hit it towards goal and I'll be there to, to, to score the goal. You could definitely see that was that was planned. So that was a good goal. And also, the Livy strikers haven't uh, at all replaced uh, Lyndon Dykes. Neither, neither J. Emmanuel Thomas nor Tiffany can do what Dykes did for them and just like his aerial threat and holding up the ball. And yeah, so going forward, they're struggling a, a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I think Motherwell, I think we'll slept to Motherwell a wee bit, as Tom mentioned. Maybe not brought them quick enough. I suppose, as Tom said, they're playing Celtic next. Then they've got Rangers in a couple of weeks' time. If they get out of that run of fixtures and they look pretty decent, it may be a time to move on to some of their assets. And maybe that midfield you're looking for. Uh, also, with Livingston, your point on Landon Dykes, I think they, they don't look a team without, they look a team without an identity, sorry. They don't really know how to play. 
No surprise you're going to be running two or three games. I think they'll come out and win and they'll let you go. Where did that come from? But there's no consistency, which isn't very good. I suppose in this game, you're looking for some sort of somebody to hang your hat on. You can't really rely on them. But I expect it would be a bottom six team come the end of the season. So I suppose what you're expecting for a team that's going to be kind of struggling. Maybe not struggling against relegation, but struggling to win games most weeks. Point to the last game then. Kilmarnock nil, Rangers won. We've already discussed, I suppose, Tavernier goal, penalty, and a clean sheet for Rangers. This is pretty much coming the norm of the week now. What's your thoughts on this, Gunnar? Yeah, uh, Aribo is back starting. He's 4.4 million, I think he is. So, uh, if I wasn't... See, I'm, I'm still thinking about uh, down, downgrading Kent, you know, and now I'm, now I'm looking at my notes and it's, oh, Aribo's back starting. So, he had a couple of good chances and that, that seems to be the case where I say about uh, Kent every week. You know, he's, he's coming close, but he's about... Yeah, almost two and a half million cheaper, so I can get that for that. Um, you say penalty again, Tavernier, uh, and well, Killy maybe towards the end uh, had a couple of chances, and it seems to sort of been the game plan a little bit, try and stay in the game till the last 10, 15 minutes, and then try and get something from it. But um, once again, Rangers defensively solid and come away with a clean sheet as well. And a notoriously hard place with drop points before. Yep. So- Tom, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, it could have very easily been a nil-nil. It was a stupid handball to give away, having your arm that high up, especially from what we've seen um, so far this season with the, the sort of decisions that are getting made. Um, again, you're right, another clean sheet for Rangers. That's 11 clean sheets in 13 league games, um, 15 clean sheets in 18 games if you're counting all competitions. Tavernier's had six goals and five assists, so... It's a, it's it really is a no-brainer to to be captaining him every week. I think it's I I find it hard to advocate getting a Rangers attacker just when they're so consistent with their clean sheets. Because even I did think Aribo had a good game. He, he did he did create a few chances. Um, but a, a Rangers midfielder or striker has to be maintaining those weekly points weekly points returns and not just maintain that but exceed these clean sheet points that these defenders are going to get week in, week out. So I think it really has to be Tav, Barisic, and either Goldson or McGregor as your third Rangers choice. Yep, you put a start, didn't you? Or a tweet or a text us for the week. And you worked it out between defence, midfield and attack. That's right. And it does show you that it is... Uh, and I suppose it could, it could all change in a week's time. Well, maybe maybe not this week, but it's Hamilton at home. It could all change a couple of weeks' time if they don't get a clean sheet. But as it stands, it's a no-brainer. Why would you go against the green and against the norm if it's worked, as you say, like 14 or 11 clean sheets of 14 or something like you say in the league, 11 for 13. I mean, that's it's an incredible return. And I'm assuming the end that it's the top five or six in the game is going to have a Rangers triple up in the back. Otherwise, I don't know how they're getting their points. Uh, right, was there any players from the games? I know you mentioned players, uh, the names added to your watch list going forward or we covered them all? Tom, you go first. Um, watch list wise, I, don't, I actually don't have any Motherwell assets, so I suppose the full Motherwell team are on my, my watch list just now. But I'm going, as you said, need to kind of get let them get over these tricky fixtures first of all before we start to invest. Um, Shankland, I'm a Shankland owner, and he's on my watch list because I want to see how he's going to perform. He's got a good run coming up, but as, as we've mentioned, Dundee United have been pretty poor. Um, Elanusi's back on my watch list because of the, the performance he's had recently for Celtic um, but other than that I think that's it Right, okay, good on yourself, any players? Uh, the only other player than Tom that I have is maybe Laxalt we talked about him before um, and that is pretty much it Yep, and I'll say, mine is what I mentioned earlier on, Laxalt and Elanusi for Celtic I think Rogic, Tom said if Celtic stick to his formation uh, Cosgrove for Aberdeen and the other player I had in uh, from maybe a Motherwell player, but I think it would be a, maybe a cheap option for maybe what the fifth choice defender or fifth choice midfielder, I think, going forward. But apart from that, no, didn't really see anything there, you know. Right, we've got any predictions, guys. For, as it st- stood this week, Peter had five points. I keep talking to myself the third person. I, I had five points, Tom had four points, Gunnar had four points. So, the results I asked you to predict were, obviously it's only three games, so it's the three games. Dungeon United Ross County, 
Funny to Motherwell, Kelly Rangers. So I will go first. Dundee North County, I said 2 0, so it was a goal out, so I got one point. Tom, you said 1 0 Dundee United, so you got the yep. result, but not the correct score. And Gunnar, you said nothing each, so no points for you there. Livingston Motherwell, I said 2 1 Livingston, so nothing for me. Tom, you said 2 each. And Gunnar, you said 3 1, so you got a point back for that. Kelly Rangers, I said 1 0 Rangers, so three points for me. Tom, you said 3 0. And Gunnar, you said 2 0, so a point each for you there. So as it stands, that's me on now nine points. You used two on six each. Wow. I bet I, I, I can't turn the predictions into actual picking the, the points. I mean, just, I'm going to predict things. Right, so the pictures for the game week coming ahead is Aberdeen versus Hibs, Ross County Livingston, St. Johnson Kilmarnock, St. Mirren United, Motherwell Celtic, and Rangers and Hamilton. So I'm going to ask you to predict these games. So I'll start with you, Tom. Aberdeen versus Hibs. Probably the tastiest tie of the week, to be honest. I'm going to say 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Uh, Gunnar? Uh, two each, I'm going to say. Oh, a Desmond? A Desmond. Uh, <laughs> I have went 2-0 Aberdeen. Right, next game I'm asking you to do is Ross County Livingston. I just thought we'd enter it to see two poor teams. So I have went 2-0 Livingston. Tom? I'll say 1-0 Livingston. And Gunnar? Yep, 1-0 Libby. Okay. And the last game is Motherwell Celtic, the Sunday game. I think Celtic will continue a decent form. I got the 2-0 Celtic. Tom, you? I'm going to say 3-1 Celtic. And Gunnar? 3-1 Celtic, exactly. Well done, well done. Right, do we have any captain, vice captain options this week? I know once again it was so obvious who to pick. Well, what's that? You're gonna captain and vice captain. Um, it's Tavernier captain, and then if I do bring Barisic back, he'll be my vice captain. Or if not, then it'll be Goldson. Tom. Yeah, Tav Barisic. Yep, I'm the exact same. Tav Barisic. I don't. I'm looking at that list of players. I mean, if Celtic went at home, maybe somebody there, but it's too much a tough game. I think it'll be. And the other two kind of informed teams are playing each other, so you'd avoid that, wouldn't you? Aberdeen Hibs. Mm-hmm. And Don United, obviously, nobody's trusting Shanklin right now because he's blanking left, right, centre, so I have to wait and see. Right, we're ready to go to questions then, guys? Yep. yep. Right, okay. So, first question comes from the, the FPL ball bag, Andy. This is where Tom comes to life here because he's flicking notes, I can hear him. <laughs> what is the best teams to target for the next five game weeks? So obviously in that, we've got a double game week, Tom, so I'll let you start since you're ready to rock and roll. What best teams to target? Well, if we're actually just going by what fixtures look the best, then we've got three non-double game week teams because Livingston, their next five fixtures are Ross County, St Mirren, Dundee United, St Johnston, and the finish with a tricky one for Celtic. Um, Killy have St Johnston, Ross County, Hamilton. So that's a good run. And then they've got Celtic and Aberdeen. And then Rangers are facing Hamilton, Aberdeen, Ross County, Dundee United and Motherwell. Okay, Gunnar, thoughts on that? That sounds about right to me. Um, the next five game weeks... I just caveat that is that it sounds good to know, but obviously COVID could have interruptions in that, and then their game, their game week could be completely different. Me, why going to look up? I'll talk. Me thinking, I am looking at the teams that are double game weeks, just because obviously you would get the double points for the games. But as Tom said last week, I don't think any of the teams with double game weeks have like two good fixtures. It's one hard, one good. So I think the obvious choice is just be Rangers, wouldn't it? <laughs> Because Rangers yeah. are informed. Do you see Rangers? And was you said Livingston on Tom had a decent run of fixtures there as well? Livingston have a good run, yeah. Ross County, St. Mirren, Dundee United, and St. Johnston. See, that sounds good on paper, but can they could quite easily lose all the games as well because they're not exactly informed themselves. They're not informed at all, no. So the short answer, Andy, is stick with Rangers and Celtic, I suppose. There's no other teams there. Maybe. I mean, if Aberdeen completely blow away, how's this next game coming up? And they look really good. Maybe could happen to get a double game week, and then they've got Rangers. Could be a tough game for them, but they could also come out with that with a draw as well, or they went to Glasgow one before. So maybe Aberdeen. Your well, thoughts, Gunnar? You were looking, sorry, Tom. Yeah, uh, I think Killy have decent fixtures as well. St. Johnston, Ross County, Hamilton. So that's the next three. So 
probably a couple of well, we we all have have a couple of uh, Killy players, so um, yeah, they they could be a shunt. Do you agree to this, Tom? Um, so you're you're right. Uh, Aberdeen are playing Hibs next, and if they look good there, then they've got Rangers. If you look back to the first game of the season, um, Aberdeen only lost one nil to Rangers, but that, that I think it was Constantine that got sent off. So they could, it could possibly hold them to a nil-nil there. Then Hamilton's a nice fixture. Then after that, they've got St Mirren, Ross County, and Kilmarnock. Another well, St Johnston, Livingston. So <laughs> right up to that takes them right up to game week twenty-one. So. Aberdeen could be a, a good team to I think it looks, in the long term. It looks like a good show. Aberdeen looks like a good team to go on. Because they're looking... I mean, they look good against Celtic in the draw. They weren't so good in the cup. But I don't think that's going to change the way that... I think they've still got the third... To me, the third best squad in the league, I think. Aberdeen should be a, a team maybe we should be getting on it. Because they're going to finish either third or fourth. The margin overall, so... I think so. And I'll start to that. Good enough for move on. Uh, I have to add to that, uh, we need a new fixture ticker from FPL Mass because the current one only goes till game week 16, so that's as far ahead as I can plan at the minute. <laughs> there you go, man. There's a shout-out. You have to update us with your colour-coded fixture list so we can work out who we're bringing in. Right, next question is from Kevin Wood, which is Kevilfish89 on Twitter. Shanklin, bad form, but great fixtures. St Mirren, Hamilton, Levy, next three, as we just discussed. Keep or sell for a forward with a double game week in game week 15. So, I say to you longer, we'll talk about this later. So, here we go. Shankland. Well, Shank de Blanc, Tom mentioned earlier he was going to, like, he has him on his watch list because he's going to watch him this week. I think, looking at my strikers, he's probably going to come out because I'm going to give Tony Watt the game against Selic, like, like I said last week. Um, then I have Kabamba as well. And yeah, I think. 5.7 million, I think Shankland is. Uh, it's, it has too much for me. Uh, there's just like I, I want him to come good as well, and I want him to score goals, uh, but there's just nothing to suggest that it's going to happen anytime soon. We've had the XG stat earlier on, and he he can be do a goal as much uh, like we we can say that every week, but uh, like I said, there's nothing to suggest that, that that'll change anytime soon. So. I'll be bringing Nisbet in. You, you mentioned Cosgrove earlier. For me, at for the time being now, I'm, I'm going to get rid of Shanklin, I think. Okay. Tom? I'm going to hold for, for this game week. Um, Dundee United are playing St. Mirren. They've not played since game week 10. So that's quite a long period of time without a competitive game. In saying that, the same sort of thing happened to Motherwell. It didn't do them any harm. So it's one to watch this weekend. If you own them, I would probably suggest hold for one more week and just see how things go. But I, w- I, w- I certainly wouldn't be buying anyone in for the for this good spell, considering what we know already. Right, I'm probably just keep him as well. As you said, St. Hamilton and Livingston, I think that will be his last chance for me. They three games, unless somebody stands out like so far to bring in, they three games, and then I think if he's scoring goals in them, fine, I'll keep him. And if not, then it maybe they move on. I might move on anyway if the fixtures turn into more difficult fixtures to somebody else and see how it what turns out as it stands. I'll stick with them. Right, next question is from Ewan White. So it's UNRFC 83. Keep faith with Sporrell or give up on him? That's, it's a two questions in one, so I'll go there first. So gonna keep faith with Sporrell or give up because you've got him on your team. Uh, he will probably survive another week in my team. He came on in the second half at the weekend. And um, if he is fit, I hope he will be starting. And then we're, we're, we're back to this. He is a defender out of position. Uh, he doesn't, like his, his price is 2.4 million. It depends really if I, if I, bring, on, if I bring in Laxalt alongside Duffy or if I uh, re- replace him uh, with Laxalt. Because I have, like, apart from those, Rangers defenders have Sporla and Gallagher uh, for, for Motherwell, who I could be replacing with someone. Um, I really want to hold on to Sporla. I really, really want to get a couple of returns from him. But um, same as like Shanklin, like, like you said, it's, it's the same argument. The, the fixtures are decent. And if he is fit, then I think he could be a good option. But that seems to be exa- the exact problem. Like We never really know if he's fit. But like I said, he came on at the weekend, so I'll probably hold. Okay, Tom? It's probably the same sort of situation as with Shank. Hold for one more week, see how they get on. Take it from there. Okay, okay. And his next part of the question, do you think Doig won his place back? Obviously, him's left back. I'll start with you, Tom. 
Uh, it's a bit risky, this one, because he's obviously came on at half-time for Stevenson, and he's done that the last two game weeks, so I don't know if this is a, sort of a tactical thing. Doig is obviously um, quite attacking down that wing. Um, it may be to target players once they're getting more tired in the second half, so the problem is, if he's not playing at least 60 minutes, he's not going to get any clean sheet points, which is a concern. So, it's a tricky one. And given how many good sort of defensive options you've got out there, you've got your, your, you really should be looking at sort of three Rangers defenders plus two. So, those um, those two slots are, are um, you need to fill them with quality, I think. And first rule of FPL is um, always get players that are set to play 90 minutes week in, week out. So, I don't know, it's a tricky one. Okay. Hibs have got a double game week coming up, so you maybe want to hold for this week, see how things go, and then play it by you. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I've got my team, but game week 15 is on the horizon. I might keep it with then, and if, as you said, if he's not nailed on, or if there's tactically changing it four or five minutes, I think that's when I'll be bringing him out. But again, I'll wait till game week 15 is over. Gunnar, your thoughts on Doig? Yeah, everything you mentioned, it's, the, it's him not playing 90 minutes at the minute that... That makes me not want to bring him in at the minute. I think, I think we a couple of weeks back we we spoke about Hanlon because he seems to be uh, nailed on instead. So I would like if I was bringing someone in uh, from from the hips back line, it would be probably him. Okay, maybe him again as well. I like looking again, mm. but again he's centre back rather than kind of full back. Yeah. Hey, another asses at the time. So have you made any transfers or any this week? I've already made mine. Now I was a bit easier, but I had to get him in at some point. I brought in Nesbit for a jetty. The simple reason is, this bit I think, like you say, Tom, is pretty much essential. Ajeti's not nailed on, and he's so much cheaper, and I think he'll be in for the rest of the season. So what about yourself, Gunnar? Transfers? So I'm looking at my team, and I have already 4.8 million in the bank, and then if I downgrade Ken to someone uh, and bring in Goldson instead, that'll be another million or two that I'll, I'll have there. I don't really know what to do. With with that money, it's like I said, maybe lacks out in, uh, but that'll leave me with like five or six million still. So I haven't decided on my transfers. Nisbet, I think, needs to come in at some point going forward, and I need to make make that uh, minus four move for getting Kent out and the and the triple Rangers defender in. Then mm, not sure yet. I'm I'm probably gonna wait till. Saturday, five minutes before deadline again to make oh, my no, transfers. It's a, it's a Friday deadline this week, remember? Oh, is it? See, good mention then. <laughs> Friday night games. <laughs> Tom, yourself, any thoughts on transfer activity this week for yourself? Um, so I'm an IR owner. Um, it's a bit of a funny situation with the IR at Selig just now because he's had a, a groin injury. Um, he's supposed to be out for a wee while, yet the Norwegian national team have included him in their squad, so... Celtic are going to play Thursday night in the Europa League, so we'll see what the press conference brings with regards to that. But I think I'm probably going to get him out anyway, regardless of what the situation is, um, and bring him in for uh, bring uh, Paul Hanlon in for Ayer. Right. Um, he has a double game week coming up, and I don't necessarily think I'll probably start him. I'll probably have him on the bench, and then play the trick with Henderson, get the, the best of the, the best of the bench coming off. And then I've got him ready for this double game week because we've only got two transfers before double game week 15. Um, so I will want to start him then. I quite like Paul Hanlon. Um, Hibbs have obviously been quite good defensively and he's actually second for shots on target amongst defenders. Um, that's one more than Duffy and a Dolphin. No prizes for guessing who's first. <laughs> Captain Taff. Hey, yourself, Gunnar. Oh, I like I like that uh, Hanlon shout. Uh, I might be convinced already. <laughs> <laughs> right, are we finished with the Scottish game? And we want a bit of FPL chat before we finish yes. up. Right, okay. So this week the average game point was fifty-three. I had another dreadful week. Thirty-nine points. It could push me to nineteenth league. Tom, you sixty-one points, so you crept above me in eighteenth. And Gunnar, you had fifty-two points, which keeps you in second place. So. I'll go through my team point-wise and see where I missed out and where I got, and then we'll talk to yourselves. So, Martinez and goals, nothing. I discussed last week, I was going to take Trent out. I took out Trent and I brought in Kilman. So he returned the first night. I thought it was going to be a start of a good game week. Little did I know. 
and I upgraded DLC to Kane, so we'll get a goal each, so I didn't really lose it there, but I'm glad I got Kane in full time. So the rest of my back line, Robertson two points, Walker Peters one, in midfield, Sun, a captain, four points because he blanked, Fernandez two, Salah eight, Foden one, McGinn two, and Watkins returned for seven points, and my only disaster would be that Lamptey sitting on the bench with nine points, a goal and two bonus points that I couldn't get in my team. Silly, silly. Right, talk about talks for your team. Yep, so uh, and goals got me two points. Uh, Andy Robertson at Liverpool got me two. Sace didn't play, zero points. My transfer in was uh, Zuma, who got me 14 points. Havertz got me three. Uh, Sun two, Salah eight. Angusia came in for uh, James Rodriguez. He got me three points. And the front line was Watkins with seven. Captain Kane got me 12. And Calvert-Lewin got me eight. Okay, and uh, none on the bench missed out on. Nope, see that there. Right, yourself, Gunnar? Yeah, 50, 52 points overall. Martinez in goal got me nothing. Um, two points each from uh, Trent, Robertson and Justin for Leicester. Then a point of Walker-Peters. Eight points for Salah. Two from Son and eight points again from Podence. Then Captain Kane with 12 points. Calvert-Lewin, eight. And Ollie Watkins, seven. Excellent. And if we go down into seventh in the league, Andrew Swan's team, 79 points. It was a high scheme week score of the week. And if you look for his team, you'll see that he's on Grealish and Ward Prowse. So we get big returns from midfield. Walson up front, Captain Kane, and Tierney at the back was his heavy hitters. That was a high score for the week. Previously of, previously of this parish, Andrew Swan. Hey, well done. <laughs> right, so we'll go to the predictions then, guys. As it stood... I was in six, Tom was in three, and Gunnar was in four. Right, so I asked you to predict Wolves Crystal Palace. I think you can remember the results. I said 1-0 Wolves, so I got one point for that. Tom, you said one each, so nothing. Gunnar, you said one each, so nothing. Next game up was Liverpool West Ham. I said 2-1, so I got three points for that. You said 2-1 to West Ham, Tom. And Gunnar, you said 3-0 to Liverpool, so you got one point for that. And the next game up was Leeds and Leicester. And I think we all predicted the Leeds win, didn't we? 2-1 me, 2-1 Tom, 1-0 Gunnar. So now he's got points back there. So, it now stands at... Oh, it is, it is, it is. Have I even this in? Yes. Six for me, three and four. Is that right? I'll redo that for next week. I think mean, I'm not wrapped right down right. But anyway, that was the score. But what we'll do is we'll go through the results. Thomas, would you like to give us your... A rundown of the the FPL League. So the first round of games were Wolves 2, Crystal Palace 0, Sheffield United 0, Man City 1, Burnley 0, Chelsea 3, and Liverpool 2, West Ham 1. Do you have any thoughts on these games, Tom? So Wolves, um, Sace never started, which was a concern for me, um, as a Sace owner. So I'm, I'm probably going to have to remedy that. Puddin's got a, a goal, and another lad called 8 Nova, is that right? I've no idea no. who he is. Um, <laughs> that's the new lad for Wolves, yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, I'm still not. I'm still not that convinced with Wolves, to be honest with you. No. No. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I have Podence, and I think uh, he, he's going to be my transfer out this week. Right. Okay. What about any other comments in the games? Good enough for me. What next list? Later games. What was, the, what was the games again, sorry? Sheffield United, Man City, Burnley, Chelsea, Liverpool, West Ham. So it was 1-0 Man City, 3-0 Chelsea and 2-0 Liverpool. I'm sure Gunnar's got plenty of Liverpool. Oh, that Liverpool game, I mean, so I'm, I'm still on double Liverpool defence. Um, I think one of the one of the two full-backs needs to come out of the team. Probably, probably Trent, because uh, I can save a lot of money there. And uh, I might go for a Chelsea defender. Uh, I like uh, Tom Zuma, so I, I like that pick as well. Uh, Jogo Jota scored three goals yesterday uh, in Europe. Um, I've seen comments, though, from, from Klopp that uh, Bobby Firmino is going to be starting the game at the weekend. Or, like, he said something that, yeah, Firmino is definitely going to be in the team. So, but at, oh, Jota at around six million, I think he, he is a decent option, especially once I'm off the double Liverpool defence. It gives me the chance of bringing him in once he does get regular minutes and regular starts. Uh, looking at the other 
fixtures. Sheffield United, Manchester City. Um, so a lot of a lot of managers brought in um, Ryan Brewster, uh, mm-hmm. I suppose. And there, there's nothing again to like suggest that that he'll be getting any goals anytime soon. He, he seems a bit off it, you know. Um, Is that a dead gunner? Because I've got my team. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, that's that's right. Then it is one, yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, there's just not enough service for him, and he's he's like he's not getting enough time on the ball either. So, um, looking at the other games, no, I think that's it. Right, next lot of games, Tom. Were Aston Villa three, Southampton four, Newcastle two, Everton one, Man United nil, Arsenal one, Spurs two, Brighton one. You any thoughts near him? Tom? Hold on. Are we... <laughs> and I, and I messed up your notes because I'm doing it in a different order. Aye. Right. We... I thought we were going to stick with the Liverpool. Oh, Baron, you, you go then. All the you back then. Go, sorry. I thought you you'd finished. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's part of the magic of doing a live podcast. Right. <clears throat> so, Mendy, that's, um, every game that Mendy's started now, he's, he's got clean sheets, apart from, I think, a, a cup game. So that's three clean sheets in three league games. And if we're counting the Champions League as well, that's five and five. So Excellent. that led me to, to target um, Chelsea defence. And as I mentioned, um, I don't like to go, but I got in Zuma. He got a goal as well and the clean sheet. Zuma is uh, top in the defensive category for shots on target with five, um, which, is, which is the reason why I end up getting. I quite like looking at boy Zayic as well. Um, he was a great player at Ajax. I think he got um, player of the year three seasons in a row. Um, he looked good last night and he scored in his first Premier League start against Burnley. I think he's on a lot of set pieces as well, so that's, that's always productive for goals. Um, in the Liverpool game, I thought West Ham had a good game again. Um, that's um, something I've been keeping an eye on just because we know that this, this good run's coming up. Mm-hmm. If we reflect on the, the games that they've played, um, they've beat Wolves 4-0 and um, they beat Leicester away 3-0 uh, they drew with Spurs they got those three goals in the, the, the final eight minutes and they also drew with City 1-1 as well and I think they ran Liverpool close in the weekend too so that's, that's quite a few big scalps to take um, players I like a look of from West Ham are Fornals um, he's now got two goals and three assists um, there's been a bit of talk about Kufal um, he's only started since game week four in that time, he's had uh, two assists and one clean sheet. But given the opponents that they've faced, you wouldn't really expect to have too many clean sheets. Um, Cresswell, he's, um, he's been really good for assists. He's had three, and um, he's the top for chances created with 13. Excellent. Um, City, um, Kevin De Bruyne assist, and uh, Kyle Walker goal. I don't think he's going to get too many goals this season, Kyle Walker, but... Um, one player I like the look of for City was Cancelo. Um, I think we mentioned that last week. Um, mm-hmm. He's a defender, but he's pretty attacking. He's always in the box. He's always in about it. He's on my watch list just now. I'm, I'm not ready to, to uh, push the button just yet. Um, another thing I've got noted is obviously the, the Brewster blank. Okay. Any thoughts on the Rooney game, Skinner? Nope. I'm ready for the next block. Right, so the game that after that, Tom, was the Monday games, which is Fulham 2, West Brom 0, and Leeds 1, Leicester 4. Tom, take it away. Um, so in the Fulham game, it was Mitrovic that uh, got the assist for both the goals. Um, unfortunately, that's his first return since game week two, so I wouldn't be piling on just yet. Um, I think Fulham are one of the prime candidates for relegation, mm-hmm. so not too keen on them, and the, the fixtures aren't that great coming up either, I don't think. Um, Leeds 1, Leicester 4. Now, Vardy's a player that's been kind of sneaking under the radar a little bit because Leicester, the results have been a bit mixed. Um, But Vardy, uh, he got one goal and two assists in this game. And coming up for just after game week 9, game week 10, Leicester have quite a nice run of fixtures coming up. And one player that's quite heavily owned is uh, Kane. So um, I think Spurs... From game week nine, they face Man City, Chelsea, and then Arsenal. So it's possible that we could be looking at maybe a, a fixture swing there. And I think it, uh, going Kane to Valley might be a decent shout in the future. 
I need to kind of sort of monitor the situation over the next couple of game weeks because obviously anything can happen with injury, COVID, etc. Um, but I think that might be a good a good shout going forward. Um, Dallas, uh, he scored for Leeds. We already mentioned Zuma. Dallas is joint top for shots on target as well. Both those guys have five. Um, so again, Dallas is another um, defender on my, my watch list just now. Okay. And yourself, going to for any games? Absolutely. The Vardy shout. Uh, I had him at the start of the season and then had always planned to like sell him in around game week five and but but like Tom said, he's he's gone a bit under the radar now. I think he he scored the the week before against Arsenal, was it, when he came on? And now um he had a good game against Leeds there. And um like Tom said, once once the fixtures change a little bit there for Spurs, I'll I'll be definitely um like he said, monitoring the situation around uh, Jimmy Vardy and Leicester. I think there was a lot of talk of uh, players out for Leicester last week um against Arsenal. I think most of those players are still out, but uh, much better shown from them as well again this weekend. And if, if Vardy keeps that up, then he'll he'll definitely be coming in again. Good. So, guess what? The next point actually before we got next uh, fixtures. Are you, are you making any transfers this week? Are any thoughts? I'll go first because I've jumped on Zuma straight away, Tom, for the price rise. Got me five point one. Very good. Get rid of Robertson. I have no other pullback line now. It was Trent way last week. Robertson this week. It just looked too suspect at the back. I don't see many clean sheets right now, so I'm just going to go elsewhere. So Zuma, Robertson, and some money in the bank as well. I'm a copycat. Your thoughts, Tom? Any transfers thinking? Are you um, holding? So for myself, as a, a say-soda, my bench is pretty crap. I've got Dunn, and I've got the, the 4.1 um, defender for Crystal Palace. Mitchell. Mitchell, that's the one. Um, who both never started, and then obviously James Rodriguez never started, so I really have to ensure that I've got a starting uh, first 11. So Sace is out, and I think I'm going to bring in Cresswell for West Ham's good run of fixtures. I'm also considering a hit. I'm not being too impressed with Havertz recently. Um, I think Zayac is a better option for Chelsea. I also talked up Fornals for the, the good West Ham run. Um, another player I quite like is uh, Grealish. Um, even when Bill aren't playing too well. He always seems to get in there with the, the goal. He did price rise at 7.4. Realish. And uh, I think Villa have a, have a decent run coming up as well, fixture-wise too. Okay. Gunnar? Oh yeah, that's annoying. You said Grealish had a price rise. I hadn't noticed yet because I'm thinking of maybe bringing him in for Villa's uh, decent fixture run. That, that'll bring me up to three Villa players actually. Uh, uh, Martinez, Watkins and then Grealish. You know? Um, but yeah, it might be Podens who's gonna come out of my team this week uh, for Grealish. Looking at Hamas uh, Rodriguez here, he's still flagged as doubtful, but I'll probably hold on to him. And then, yeah, but uh, more, I think more more important is probably getting rid of one of the uh, Liverpool fullbacks. So it'll be Trent to a Chelsea defender. I like Chilwell the most because. Well, he's the, he's the fullback, but mm. I haven't listened to Tom and you brought in Zuma as well. So I'm, I might do the same um, <laughs> or or I might uh, pick the pick Chilwell just just to go a different route and see who comes out uh, better in the end. Okay. Any other thoughts on the games or players you're looking at for move on to the next bit? Tom? And the only thing I would say about Chilwell, he's more of a rotation risk, I think. Zuma's pretty nailed on for starts. So. I'm convinced then. <laughs> so I'll bring going, in Zuma. So we're going for a podcast, triple up and Zuma, <laughs> hey? That'll be, that'll be good. Uh, right, so fixtures for the week coming ahead is so Friday night again, Friday night deadline. I'm quite sure it's going to be really early because they have an hour and a half deadline, don't they? Yep. So that would be 4 pm. You need to keep your eye on that. I probably well, a bit later for you, going to be 4 pm for us. So it's Brighton and Burnley, Southampton, Newcastle, Everton, Man United, Crystal Palace, Leeds. Chelsea, Sheffield United, West Ham, Fulham, West Brom, Spurs, Leicester, Wolves, Man City, Liverpool, and Arsenal, Aston Villa. Some tasty games there. So I'm going to ask you to predict three games. So obviously the one that stands out like so firm, Man City, Liverpool, Tom. 2-2. Desmond. Good up. I want to say a Liverpool win, but I'm going to say one all. Okay. And I have went for 2-1 Man City. Boo. Yeah. 
Next up, Everton, Man United. Tom. 2-0 Everton. Ooh, Gunnar. Yeah, I was going to say Everton have dropped Pickford, so that, that, <laughs> that makes them more defensively solid straight away. Uh, but I think United is going to win this, so 2-1 to United. Okay. Who's in for Pickford? Who's the, the second-choice goalkeeper or first-choice oh, now? It's the, it's the new lad they bought, Olsen, I think, is it? All right, good. Mm. I, went, I went for two each year. And the next game is West Ham's turn of fixtures change. So West Ham film. And I'll start here. I think it will be 3-0 West Ham. Tom? Mm. Two nil West Ham. Two nil. And Gunnar? Uh, two one to Fulham. Oh, a differential you're on there. Try to claw back the prediction. Have to do something, you know. Get, oh, get and I fixed it. By, I did fix it. So it is now seven points to Peter, three points to Tom, and four points to Gunnar. That's how it stands. I hadn't updated it, so I'm stretching it a lead here. Not in the proper game, but in the kid on prediction game. <laughs> So, captains for the week ahead, who is your captain on? I'll start you this time, you're on. who are you going to be captain this week? Oh, I haven't who, even thought about that. But, we'll uh, um, well, it's, it's not going to be Salah, I don't think. <laughs> uh, well, Son and Kane stick out for me, so it'll be one of them. Self, Tom? Yeah, I think it's either got to be Kane or Son. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I was listening to a podcast, I think it was actually the FPL Generals, and he said he thinks it's going to be like an 80% captaincy on a Spurs player this week so you'd be silly to avoid it in case you get left behind if it doesn't work out I suppose so I think I'll be going for Kane Son burnt me last week with the blanks I think I'll be going with Kane and watch Son go nuts this week at certainty right do you anything else to talk about there's no FPL questions anything else you want to discuss we'll be doing our outro and plugs Gunnar anything no I think I'm grand Tom will you say that I think we missed the Sunday games for FPL I did say them out, but I think you were... I think there was a I disconnect. Was, I was, I was <laughs> right. Do you want to discuss them now? Yeah, I can do. Um, you've, got, you've got notes saying we all use them. Go. Well, <laughs> a, pl- a player that I, I kind of liked um, was uh, Wilson. Uh, right. Newcastle beat Everton 2-1. Um, Wilson got the two goals. He's now had uh, six goals and two assists. And Newcastle's fixtures are quite nice over the next five. We've got Southampton. Chelsea's going to be a difficult one, but then they've got Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, and West Brom. Okay. Um, one, one thing I'm concerned about with Aston Villa is um, their, their clean sheets because they've conceded seven in the last two game weeks. I know a lot of people jumped on Martinez. Some people are getting ta- uh, Trezeguet, Mings. Bit of a concern. I, 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 I did say I like Grealish. He's now got four goals and three assists. I think the, the James Ward pros... Um, run a spell is, is just going to be a bit of a flash in the pan he's, he's on free kicks and he's, he's had a bit of success with that but I don't know what, how that's going to be long term I noticed today that Danny Ings is going to be out he's going to get um, surgery tomorrow I think and he's out for four to six weeks so it's a bad one then yeah. right so it's, it's worse than they thought it was going to be okay yeah um, and it was another flat performance from Man United Pogba conceded another penalty um, Obama Yang's not been great that was his um, First goal in five games. I think that's been his worst run for for Arsenal since he since he signed. Um, Bellerin, though, another one that's been kind of um, under the radar. Uh, he's had three assists so far this season, so he's up there with the likes of Cresswell. Um, the thing with Arsenal is he's only had two clean sheets, but he's the sixth highest scoring defender, so I quite like that. Um, Spurs, Brighton, Lamptey scored the goal, so. The only problem is Brighton have yet to keep a clean sheet, so that's a concern now. But um, there was a bit of a, a, a the, the lineup was a bit unusual. Ryan and Mopai had been dropped. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah. We need to see what the situation is with that as well. Because Ryan's mass rotational keeper between, so that's a bit worrying, I suppose. But then again, he's not been exactly the best value this year, Ryan, is he? He's, not, he's lived up to his last year, so he could be coming out pretty soon as well. Anything else, Tom? Is that you finished with your Sunday update? Yeah, that's me. Well, why should I might give it, get, get your plugs in off your Twitter on you go before we head off? Right, so I'm FFS underscore Scout. Um, I blog. I do this podcast. Tweet me. Likes, retweets, 
hit me up. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything you want. Anything, Tom. You're on Twitter. It's a dangerous place to say that. Uh, fantasy related. <laughs> Even that. Get <laughs> <laughs> you know yourself. Any plugs? Other podcasts? Podcast appearances? So on and so forth. Yeah, so I'm doing another uh, podcast on the Scottish fantasy game it's, uh, with my friend John. It's Fantasy Fitball Weekly. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, you can get in touch on Twitter at Fitball Weekly Pod. And I'll also be on the Pure Fitball podcast on a uh, fantasy related episode uh, next week. Yep, that was slightly delayed, but it made more sense because it's national week, so it's been delayed a week. Correct. You can follow me at Fantasy Half on Twitter. If you like what you listen to here, you can leave us a review on iTunes or rather you get your podcast. And as I said, Gunnar's on next week, a podcast, so that's something to look out for in kind of boring, kind of blank game fantasy podcast week. If you want that one, won't you? Talking about fantasy football. And that's us, guys. Anything else to discuss before we head off into the sunset? No, that's it. Tom? Just if there's any requests on what people would like to hear in the international break. Good point. Right, down. right over to this. We, last time we done like a wee kind of quiz thing where Tom had kind of done teams with points and transfers and financial-wise and we kind of guessing games. So if it, we'll get him to tweet it out, won't you, for next week yep. or the week after even. But have a think about it. Is there anything you'd like to dis- see discussed or talk to work on stat-wise and we'll do a podcast pretty much covering that, those kind of things because it's going to be no games that week. So, for example, I was thinking in my head the most points from the bottom six teams, if you get a, a team that way, yep. where would it sit in the league? If you stop with bottom six teams as it stood right after the international break, could you be anywhere near the top using these six teams? I very much doubt it because Rangers defence, but interesting to see. And I think that's it. I'll, think, I'll ponder on it. I had ideas in my head. I should have them all down. I'll ponder on it and give you some things. What about you, Gunnar? You want me to look at it? Oh, I'm, I'm going to do the same as you. I'm going to have a think about it and then uh, I'll let you know. Good. You can hit me up on Twitter. Aye, I will. Yep. H-M-U. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Thanks again for joining me. It was excellent. And listeners, thanks for listening. We really appreciate the support and the downloads. And we'll back again next week on our podcast. So, bye for me. It's bye for me. Bye. Bye-bye.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.